You're listening to the Love is Black podcast, where we're diving in to the ultimate Black love story for season five. Join us every week for another chapter of the love between Vibe and Brandon. Chapter 15, Vibe. Privacy. I doubt anyone ever thinks of their privacy or how much of it they possess until it's violated in some way. My personal radius of safety felt like it was popped. A sweet bubble that floated so peacefully and enveloped me with a rewarding grace was attacked and popped with a metaphorical safety pin. To another's delight, my joy was erased. A mere 48 hours have passed since the podcast was offered and accepted, and the news of it spread like wildfire. Queen Summer's team reached out to me with a strict list of things I can speak on regarding my experience with her and the things I was sternly advised to avoid discussing. Stephen lived for this attention and began posting regularly. I could scroll forever on short-form video social media, but it's weird when your algorithm picks you up as the topic and shows nothing other than videos about you. Popular opinion would probably tell you I'm a super fan who got exceptionally lucky. I don't disagree. Some of my old college friends made some comments that they thought were anonymous. I knew immediately based on a certain recollections of my college experience who was the quote unquote source close to the situation. I last spoke to Donnell, Phineas's roommate from freshman to junior year, three years ago. It's hard to miss his six foot seven inch frame in any room, yet he found me in a crowded department store during a random trip I made to the mall and my last visit to Baltimore. Cordial and brief would describe that encounter accurately. So calling him a source close to me is the farthest stretch of truth. Brandon did have a history of oversharing with Donnell while we were together. It never bothered me when it was Denisha. Family is supposed to be in your business. But Donnell was nosy and never concerned about our relationship. He was the type that just liked to know things. He held all the information about the things going on on campus and was the first person you would trace a rumor back to. It was messy, and I only needed to hear his catchphrase brace yourself, no ortho, for me to know he was behind the recent information link. I rolled my eyes at the phone screen and looked up to find Stephen hanging over my cubicle. How long have you been standing there? Long enough to hear that you're enjoying this newfound fame. It's okay, boo. I can't stop scrolling either, Stephen quipped. Ha ha. I can't concentrate on work. It's just been one bit of chaos after another. All the while, I still haven't been able to contact Finn. I sighed. What is happening to me? All good things. Steven planted himself on my desk and positioned his phone to my view. Queen Summer's team reached out again with a smaller list and an offer to fly you out to the next tour date in Miami. Miami? Perhaps good things were happening. Yes, Miami, he continued. I can just see it written on your face. I know you want to go. But 
who will you take with you? Your devoted manager of the last few days or some man who left you five years ago and has yet to return your phone call? Did they say I can bring someone? Why can't I just go alone? I jokingly asked. Stephen huffed and stood up as if he was gonna walk away. Damn, you changed up real quick. Come on, let's go to the airport before your head gets too big to fit in the plane. I lost six hours of my workday and neglected to get anything productive done. And suddenly, already it was time to head to the airport. Not a typical Friday, but somehow Stephen managed to get us approved to leave early. The podcast recording was going to stream live and be recorded tomorrow. I glanced at my workload and sighed as I reluctantly packed up my laptop. Stephen was quick to remind me that one podcast alone does not pay all the bills. If I wanted to slack off, I would have to either go full-fledged celebrity or get it together. Truth, harsh truth, but what I needed to hear. I had to focus on the tasks that mattered. I spent the ride to the airport and most of the plane ride working to catch up. I missed two calls from Phineas during the flight from Seattle to LA. The flight was uneventful, but gave me ample time to complete the work I had to take home with me. Los Angeles had a different energy that was almost palpable from the moment we stepped off the plane and into the airport. The high arch ceilings and clean aesthetic of walkways bordered by high-end retail shops notified me immediately of my location. Yet I was surprised by the eclectic mixture of people. It reminded me of New York City, but from all I've seen and heard about LA, I anticipated more plastic surgery designed bodies and faces holding their juice cleanses. Instead, I was happily greeted by people of all sizes and shapes and a pleasant number of black sisters and brothers. Stephen took his role as manager seriously and provided me with some safety as we navigated our path towards the exit. He directed us straight to a man holding a sign with my name. Expeditiously, we were ushered into an all-black Escalade, and I had never felt so empowered. Stephen, I whispered into his ear, leaning close to him as the driver walked around the car to his seat. This is some rich bitch shit. Look at God. We laughed and settled into the view. The driver let us know that we arrived in time for rush hour traffic and our four mile drive might take upwards of an hour to reach our destination. Never has something so foolish stunned me and I had nothing but a facial expression to express my discontent. Don't worry, boo. It's worth it. We're going to be staying at the Ritz in Marina del Rey, Stephen happily informed me. What? Oh, we fancy, huh? I laughed. Do you have a room there? He rolled his eyes. Yeah, it will look exactly like yours. At times, you may look up and find my ass right next to you. Oh, damn. We got the Ritz, but only one room? Beggars can't be choosers, I guess. Well, what's the itinerary for the trip? I asked. The podcast was the only thing on the agenda, and we would have the driver if we wanted to do some sightseeing after the recording. I managed to talk Stephen into agreeing to take a hike and see the Hollywood sign. We pulled up and it smelled like wealth and grandeur. 
every detail painstakingly thought through from the gorgeous marble fountain at the entrance to the clean lines of the furniture in the lobby. The hotel sat right on the marina and we had beautiful views of the city and the yachts that lined its shore. As the sun began to set, we stood on the balcony of our executive suite to enjoy the orange and purple hues across the water. I missed Finn and wished he was there to share in that moment. It struck me then to return his phone call. I stepped away from Stephen and attempted a video call. He answered with a smile. It was much needed reassurance that we were still good. Hey, I was thinking about you. I turned to position the phone to the view of the sunset. I wish you were here. I'm in LA for this podcast. I can't believe they flew me out here and have us staying at the Ritz-Carlton. Wow, he said before a slight pause. I'm happy for you. I have to admit, though, I'm not thrilled with the idea of you doing this podcast. I pouted. I figured, it's been a minute since I've heard from you. Oh no, that's my bad. I've had a busy week. Since making partner, my workload has increased by what feels like 10 times over. I'm sorry to have you worried. That wasn't my intent. I've actually been thinking about you and I might have to make some time in the near future to maybe come out there and see you. But uh, can we talk about this podcast thing first? He wanted to see me? I felt a flutter in my chest and smiled wide. I would love to see you, Finn. Don't worry about the podcast too much. Queen Summer's team sent me such an extensive list of talking points. I don't intend on talking about you or us or anything like that. I don't trust her, but I trust you. I really want to talk more about the article and the podcast and how the hell this became so public and crazy so fast. But... That's probably best in person and while you're not in LA. So enjoy yourself. I'll make some plans and I'll come see you soon. Stephen nodded his head in disapproval as we hung up. I'm not going to Miami, am I? I shrugged my shoulders and walked into the bedroom and closed the door. Good night, Stephen, I shouted. Just for that, I'm going out. If you hear anything, that's me blowing someone's back out. So stay in there. That was a moment worthy of the dry heaving it induced. I prayed that he wouldn't actually bring back some random woman to have obnoxious loud sex with in my room. Fortunately, I woke the next morning to him just returning from his night out. I asked no questions. The studio we recorded in was on a soundstage. I imagined us being in a round table with some microphones awkwardly positioned in front of us in an actual studio. Instead, it felt like a daytime television production. John Robertson came and greeted us in the green room and was pleasantly down to earth. It was my second time meeting a celebrity and the humanity of them became more and more endearing. His honesty about the intentions for the interview was refreshing and allowed me time to craft some answers that would successfully dodge any attempt at revealing or discussing Phineas directly. If it was up to Stephen, I would have already discussed Phineas in detail and laid out a path to extending these 15 minutes of fame. However, he resolved to still help me strategize the plan. 
all questions about my love connection would be pivoted back to a relevant Queen Summer song and how she was the real star of the story. Are you ready, Vibe? A producer inquired. I nodded in agreement and followed him to the set. People came to prep me with what cameras were focusing on me while attaching my microphone equipment. The lights were blinding and the focused attention was nerve wracking. The countdown to live was called and John did his introduction for the episode. I nervously smiled and raised my palm to greet the audience of what they estimated was between two and, and two and a half million people watching live. I forgot how to speak momentarily and went numb. John called my name and I turned to him and felt my spirit re-entering my body. It was softball for the first 10 minutes. Light questions about my love of Queen Summer and how my connection came through my late mother. It quickly ramped up though. How did it feel to run into your college ex at the pre-show party? He was your first love, correct? John asked. I remember that soul love was playing when he walked in and it felt like that song was just the most accurate thing. That was a person I still had so much love for in my soul. Queen Summer's music has always had relevance for so many moments of my life, I responded. John sighed. I get it. It's awkward to have to revisit that kind of pain. I see that a source close to you said that he dumped you after college. I was puzzled at that turn. We had a mutual conscious uncoupling. It's always nice to know that when I do feel pain, there's a Queen Summer song that can support me through it. Like now in my head, her song, Nobody's Business, is playing. John laughed. Granted, you did make it everyone's business when you had your story told by page six. You have a point, but I didn't know that I was giving that story to the reporter. I thought I was sharing my crazy weekend with a new friend. Was part of that crazy weekend you hooking up with your ex? No, not at all. We rekindled a friendship, but more importantly, I rekindled my mother's memory and presence by getting to meet Queen Summer. Truly a memorable moment, John stated. Speaking of which, I have a special surprise for you. Guess who we have in studio today? My eyes grew big, but was she here? John welcomed Queen Summer to the phone line and my heart sank just a little bit. Hello, Vibe, she greeted me. I'm so happy to be here with you on the show to talk about our new connection. It was always such a pleasure for me having Phineas Jones on the team, and I was delighted to know you two were connected so intimately. My jaw dropped. What did she just say? Thanks for listening to the Love is Black podcast. Please help support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a review. And connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Love is Black podcast. See you next week.